The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good evening and happy holidays, everybody. This is Jim Shapiro sitting in for Vena Jones-Cox because Vena is in Florida. She's not vacationing, mind you. She is working. Naturally, she picked the right time of year to go to Florida to work. Uh, she is uh, attending some training and speaking at some reorganizations down there. So I am your guest host today. Funny, last week I was on the show and I was her guest on the show. This week I get to be the host. And I've got uh, four guests with us today. Uh, this week. Uh, they are... The winners of the Cincinnati RIA Deal of the Year Awards. Every year we have a Deal of the Year contest at our last meeting of the year. Uh, we do uh, Best Deal of the Year, uh, Most Creative Deal of the Year, Best Deal of the Year by a New Investor, and Worst Deal of the Year. Our Worst Deal of the Year recipient, I believe, was Vena Jones-Cox, uh, which shows you that not Everybody, not every deal is always great, and sometimes you do run into bumps. And uh, Vina had a story to tell, but she's not going to be on the show today, so I'm going to let her go on that one. Mm -hmm. I do have in the studio with me today uh, one of our winners who will be uh, speaking with us in a little while, Michelle Clayton. Hello, Michelle. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing great. Uh, Michelle won Most Creative Deal of the Year, so we'll be hearing from her. But we have some other people calling in. And the first deal is... Uh, um, going to be Michelle, excuse me, uh, Christine Waltz. And Christine is going to join us in a second. Christine, are you there? I am, Jim. Hey, welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing. How are you doing, Christine? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing good, too. Uh, Christine uh, won the award for the best deal by a new investor. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background, how long you've been investing. Obviously, you're new, so not that long. And then I'll ask you a little bit about the deal. Okay, great. Um, I joined RIA in May of this year, so I'm very new, and uh, I was certainly interested in investing in real estate before that, but finally got around to joining RIA in May. That's the Real Estate Investors Association. And um, I work full-time. I am a letter carrier, so I deliver the mail, and um, I just thought, you know, it would be a good idea to invest in real estate from what I've heard from everybody. Um, I, when I was growing up, my dad had a lot of rental properties, so kind of influenced me a little bit there. All right. Well, good. So what kind of deal did you do? I bought a rental property. It, it's a single-family home, a three-bedroom, one-bath in Norwood here in Cincinnati 
that's um, it's a suburb in Cincinnati. It's kind of a mixed neighborhood. Some of it is, you know, owner occupied, but most of it is re- is a rental area. Okay. And what do you think the property is worth all fixed up? If, it were, if you were to put it on the market, what do you think it'd be worth? Mm, that's a good question. Because when I bought it, it, it was pretty much fixed up. There, okay. there wasn't anything wrong with it. I didn't have to do a rehab or anything like that. In fact, there's even a, uh, a tenant in there. There's a family living there already. So I basically just took the property over. Um, it needed a couple things, maybe a few hundred dollars worth of minor repairs but um and I, and I purchased it for 35,000. So I don't know, I mean if I turned around and tried to sell it today, I I might be able to get you know a little more than that just based on the income, but um I would say 35 to 45,000 is probably worth. Okay. Well, uh I will note that I am Christine's property manager, so I'm involved in this house with her now, although I wasn't involved in her purchase. But I would probably say, Christine, you know, the retail market being kind of flaky, uh, it's hard to get what a property's worth, but I would actually say your house, I think it's probably worth a little more than that. Oh, uh, great. I, I think you've got, you know, you've got some built-in equity. I think you got a, a good deal. You mm-hmm. want an award for it. Uh, now, you have a tenant in place, and what are they paying a month? They are paying six fifty in rent, and they pay the utilities themselves. So we've got a, a you bought a house all rented, in good shape, needing minor some minor repairs. Which, by the way, I've got people going to take care of, and <laughs> the uh, and you got it for thirty five, and yeah. you'll have that you know uh, without getting into all kinds of specifics. I would say Christine is a young professional. Uh, so she's got, you know, a number of years still to be in the workplace. And by the time she is eligible for retirement, that house will be paid off. And so, uh, Christine is going to have a long-term income stream from a house in a solid neighborhood. Uh, let's see, you started Rhea in May and you closed on this in October, November. November. So... May, June, July, August, September, October, November. So seven months after joining Rhea, you now own your first property. And I know you told me today you've got another one under contract that you're doing a wholesale on. That's true. So in nine months or eight months now, you're doing your second transaction. So uh, I think there's a great takeaway there for people who are saying, I don't know, should I do this real estate? You know, how do I get started? (laughs) I think the lesson is, just do it. You know, Nike's got that right. Uh, if you don't do that first deal, you can't do the second. And, Absolutely. You know, and not every deal is perfect, and not every deal is going to win you a prize. Uh, this one did, and I think you've got a good deal. And I think, you know, when you spend thirty-five thousand for six fifty a month in income uh, over the next thirty years, that's going to pay for itself over and over and over. Right. If you do some wholesales, like I said, you can either buy it. We talked about it earlier today. You can either buy another deal mm-hmm. or you could pay this one down faster, increase your uh, cash flow. So there's exactly. you know, there's a lot of questions go into whether that's a, what's a better strategy on there. But mm-hmm. uh, Well, that's great, Christine. Congratulations you. on your uh, first deal and your second deal. Congratulations on your new investor uh, deal of the year award. And uh, look forward to seeing you back at RIA in January. 
Great. Thanks, Jim. I'll see you there. Thank you. Bye-bye. We're going to be stopping now for a quick break, and then we're going to also have a uh, another caller coming in. Uh, talk about their deal of the year. So before we break, let me just say this is Real Life Real Estate Investing in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, CincinnatiRia.com sponsors this uh, this show and invite you to go to our website and learn about Ria. If you want to become an investor, you want to learn what we do and how we do it, and maybe next year you can be our new investor deal of the year, go to CincinnatiRia.com. Hello, and welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. This is Jim Shapiro here today in the studio with one of our guests today, Michelle. Uh, we'll also have uh, two more callers calling in. We just spoke with Christine, and now we're about to have Joe Brickler join us. Joe uh, won the Deal of the Year Award at Cincinnati Rhea. He beat out some very strong competition, including me. So I'm uh, excited to have Joe on the show today. Joe, you there? Yes, sir. How hey, you Joe, doing, how's Jim? it going? Just fine. Good. Uh, so you had a good enough deal to beat mine. Uh, tell us about it. Uh, well, tell I, us a little bit about yourself first. What What do you do, and what's your background? How long have you been investing? Yeah, we've been investing for about five years, and uh, what we do is we we specialize in, in, in multifamilies, uh, twos, threes, fours. <laughs> we do have a couple single families, but uh, we primarily... Uh, are wrapped around the twos and the fours. Um, we've been, you know, like again, we've been doing it for four and a half years, and we do this for cash flow. Okay. Well, good. Uh, so tell us about the the deal you did and yep. uh, a little bit about the property. Okay. Well, this particular deal, <laughs> we actually had uh, other property on, on the street, and, um, and we bought it through the land bank, and uh, we were able to pick it up for it's a four family. Uh, when we get done, and she she would be worth about between uh, fifty and seventy thousand dollars. It needs about twenty thousand in it. Um, it's got a good roof. It's got the windows. All the electric's still intact. Uh, got a little bit of plumbing to do, and then she's ready to go clean them up and put people in there. <laughs> um, like I said, it's about twenty grand of work in there, and she'll cash flow about $2,200 a month. All right. Now, this property, as I recall, is on Brickler Lane. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, Redding Lane, and, and you own how many on that street? Uh, we own 50% of the street, about four or five. There's, there's like 12. Grand total, there's 12 four families on this street. And so, um, so we own the entire left half. And one of them on the right side, then we acquired the end, and we're putting in a park next to the one we we just purchased uh, from the land bank. So how did you uh, come upon, obviously it was on the street where you're very active, but how did you end up getting this particular property? <laughs> well, we were diligent. We, we watched it. We actually tried to get a hold of the previous owners. Uh, they just left town and... Uh, and the city helped us try to find them, but they they didn't even want to deal with it. And finally, the the land bank came, and they talked about uh, possibly selling these abandoned properties. And we 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 got their ear on it, and they wanted to see it, and they and it fell into the criteria 
since we were owners, real close to the property, and we were doing uh, things that were positive in this neighborhood, uh, they felt it was only it was a good thing. Uh, it made good sense that we had the property and do, did something that's positive with it, so it could, can return tax monies back to the county. So I, I've seen that street, and uh, Joe and his wife Mary are friends, and uh, they have done an amazing job turning around a street that was quite the, uh, you know, when you put 12, four families on one block, uh, it takes some really attentive management. Yeah, and, it, and one of the best things is we do not live far from it. So, you know, when there is a big issue, <laughs> we were always there. You are always there, and now you've you've created a you know, some momentum that you've got enough positive things going on that even the other properties on the street I'm sure are benefiting you're even talking about putting a park in what kind of how are you planning to do that well we wanted to work with the city we got some of the counselors involved um, but uh, the uh, the uh, train deal <laughs> comes before this little park um, and what we were wanting to do is there's no place they're all two they're all two bedroom units the whole street is so it would only make sense because Reading Road is a very very uh, fast-paced street the the children if they wanted to play somewhere they would have to go about a quarter mile down the street and cross Reading Road and Victory Parkway to get to some place to to play to, you know for like a swing or you know or, or a seesaw or anything like that <clears throat> so we bought the lot through the the tax auction that was, we found it going up for sale, and it was just basically all woods. So we bought it uh, incredibly cheap. I mean, who wants a lot in the city? Um, it was, it's not a buildable lot, but it's good enough for for what we were wanting to do. And, and the reasons why is, you know, if you're going to have two-bedroom units, you need something for the children to go to and direct their energy instead of, inside your apartment building so you know one of the things we're doing is putting up a basketball court you know so they can just throw the ball and try to hit the board you know what i mean yeah <laughs> hey, give, uh, give them something better to do than uh you know play around in your garages or you know rummaging through things right well that's great joe uh, uh so you you worked now how long were you pursuing this particular piece of property the, the building itself that you this got. actually went along for about over two years we saw it for clothes we've watched it and we monitored it i mean every day we turned on the street and it stared us right in the face um it's like you know i looked at it so yep i'm gonna get it one of these days i'll find a way to get that property <laughs> <laughs> and finally it come around you know and uh we tried to keep it cleaned up in the neighborhood because you know one bad property a blighted piece of property on on your on your street has a tendency to 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 tarnish what you're trying to accomplish um you know just from a, a renter standpoint or even a buyer standpoint uh so instead of complaining about it we just uh went on down there and every now and then we picked up the litter out of the yard once a month we cut the grass for it you know so, and attempted to make it re representable from the street. So what do you think is the uh, the lesson our listeners should get from your experience with this property? Uh, perseverance. 
you know, never never stop on. If, if you don't get the first one, don't, don't get frustrated. Uh, look at the strategies. Get some good education, and and uh, take some good, simple, common sense approaches to to build up your own real estate investment. Um, everything can be done with a little bit of different twist that'll fit everybody. It's just a matter of how you want to set yourself up. I mean, it's no different how I do mine than a lot of investors. It's just got it's just got a different different way, different way to do things. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's there's many ways to be uh, there's many ways to peel a banana. You know. Well, I think you guys have done great. Uh, congratulations to you, well, thank and you very and much, Mary, sir. and uh, thank you for being on our show today. And congratulations on the Deal of the Year Award. Well, thank you very much, sir. All right, Joe. Have a happy holidays. Have a great day. Bye bye. So before we take another break, let me just uh, tell you a little bit about what's coming up with Cincinnati RIA. Uh, January 2nd, we're having uh, one of our, our first meeting of the year. And as we have done many times, uh, the early meeting, the 6 to 7, is uh, on how to do some planning for 2014. I'm actually leading a, a presentation on setting goals, uh, a little bit of business planning, how to set up, uh, for people interested, a mastermind group, a lot of self-employed people. You know, we don't have anybody we answer to other than our, ourselves and our spouses. And you know, we don't have that process where we have to report to management our plans and our goals and our targets and our, our numbers and what we want to do next year. And that's a good process. There's a reason it happens in the business world. And uh, mastermind groups uh, have become, for me, uh, my little board of directors where I have to present what I'm going to do. I've been in a mastermind group for nine years now. And we'll be doing that at our January meeting. And we've been meeting three hours on the third Tuesday of the month for nine years. Third, and we spend a lot of Thursday? time focusing on that. Excuse me? You said Tuesday, third no, Thursday? No, I mean my personal mastermind group okay. meets the every month for uh, three hours. So come to the, the January 2nd meeting, learn about uh, setting good goals for yourself, learn how to get your 2014 off to a good start. Uh, learn about the, if you want to set up a mastermind group, we're going we're gonna to have a follow-up on January 18th, a whole day workshop on a Saturday at the RIA office. This information is all available on the RIA website. Uh, the main meeting on January 2nd is uh, the secret of their success. What most successful real estate entrepreneurs know, have, and do. Vina Jones-Cox will be making that presentation as uh, our second 2014 kickoff. So uh, the CincinnatiRIA.com website. Our meetings are at the Community Action Agency in Bond Hill. It's starting from 6 o'clock. Uh, all the information about, about those events and all of our upcoming events, we're planning a whole new a schedule of 2014 Saturday workshops. Uh, our Express Success program will offer investors an opportunity for a, a, a six-month program of, of workshops and webinars. And then we've got our regular monthly, monthly meetings on the first and third Thursday of every month. We've got uh, five or six different subgroups every month. And uh, let's see, are you leading one of those subgroups, Michelle? Yes, the wholesale subgroup. The wholesale subgroup. So you talk to people about? Wholesaling properties. All yes. right. Is it good? you got a lot of beginners coming in and 
Uh, definitely a lot of beginners, and you also get some more advanced investors that are have been doing other strategies and want to figure out how to wholesale to increase their cash to maybe pay off properties or something like that quicker. Okay, and when do you uh, when do you meet? The wholesale subgroup meets the first Wednesday of each month, and um, that meets at the Foley's Irish Pub in Reading, Ohio. Okay. And we meet in the basement. They have a great space there for us. And I, do you have a January meeting scheduled? We do have a January meeting. Okay. We are going to break down. Um, you know, some people say, "Oh, I want to wholesale 30 properties uh, this year," and but we're going to break it down back, working backwards from what their end goal is, or how much money they want to make in the end, and break it down step by step of what that actually means for them to get there, to reach that goal. That sounds like a great. Uh a great session, and I see the funny the February meetings on the website right now. Uh, negotiation, becoming friends, and covering the truth, and making ten thousand dollars in the meantime. So you've got some good events planned. So absolutely, uh, go to our website uh, on the on the right side. There's a list of upcoming events, and you'll see all of the subgroups. Uh, and on our calendar, you'll see you know, our schedules. Uh, CincinnatiRia.com. By the way, we're not taking calls today because we've got four guests coming in, and I'm getting the high up. i got to give a break, so we're going to stop for a second. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I am Jim Shapiro here today, and we are talking to the winners of the Deal of the Year Award at Cincinnati Rhea. Do we have Ron on the line now, Mike? Uh, our next guest is Ron Zikafus. Now, Ron is actually not a Cincinnati Rhea Deal of the Year. Vina decided last week that in addition to our local winners, uh, we were going to invite one of our callers to uh, you know, put in. We invited all of our callers to submit their deals, and Ron Zikafus won uh, and was selected for a deal that he did. Uh, Ron, are you there? Yes, sir. Hey, Ron. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing. How are you doing today? Doing well, and you? I'm doing great. So give us a quick rundown on your background and what you do and how long you've been investing. Well, I've been investing since 2000. I started uh, by buying a 20-acre farm and, and putting in an allotment and uh, being a developer, basically, and, and building some rental properties, uh, multifamilies on, on that. So kind of started a little different than the single families, but I've done about 60 single family deals as well, um, mostly buying bank-owned property, fixing them up, and either selling them or renting them. Sounds great. So tell us a little bit about the deal that Vita uh, identified as your most, uh, for you to be our, our guest deal of the year. Well, this was a, it was a single family three-bedroom split level um, on two acres. It was, it was out in the country and had a, an average, uh, after retail value of around 110000 it needed uh, about 10000 in work, basically just paint and carpet and some some little fix-ups. Okay. Need to be done. And how did you find it? Well, I, I had a virtual assistant that was... Uh, pulling the for sale by owner ads out of Craigslist, and then they were calling them to see if uh, they'd be interested in doing some type of a, of a payment uh, 
plan on the property or if they, they would be motivated enough to sell at a discount. And so I got an appointment with this seller uh, basically from my virtual assistant making that connection. Okay. Well, I bet we could have a whole conversation about virtual assistants, but I don't think we have time on that one today. But good for <laughs> you. I know we've talked about that on the show before. And if you're looking for ways to maximize your own time, virtual assistants are, are a way to do it. I use virtual assistants to take calls and myself. Uh, I've used uh, – I do you – I use mine through odesk.com, uh, but that's a different subject. We won't go there. Uh, <laughs> so you had a, you found this seller through your virtual assistant, and their situation involves some complicated family stuff. Is that right? Yeah, he had his son living in the house, and the son was renting from his father, and he hadn't paid in several months, and the dad finally got fed up and, and said it was time for the son to move because uh, the, the father was actually using the, the rent payments to make uh, to, to cover some other debt that he had, not on this particular property because the property was free and clear, but uh, he needed that monthly income to cover the, the debt service on his other debt. Okay. So here's an interesting one. You find a seller who's made the common mistake of renting to family members and is actually ready to unload the property because of the hassle of dealing with his son. Uh, and yet, and he, need, and he wanted the income, and yet he still sold you the house. So why don't you tell us about the negotiation, Now you ended up buying a paid-off house from a seller who actually liked the income they were getting? Well, he, I had offered him payments initially, and he, he said absolutely not, um, that he wanted uh, to cash out. He just wanted out of the house because of, of all of the things that were going on with it. So I actually called my banker and was setting up financing through the bank, but uh, we had the appraisal done, and the appraisal came in about $20,000 below what we had expected it to come in at, because when I did my uh, CMA on the property, it was it was a lot higher than, than even what the guy was asking. But when we had an appraiser go out, it, it came in lower. So I came back to the guy and said, look, We've got uh, three options. You know, we can either lower the price, uh, we can uh, list it and see what we can do that way, or uh, we can just part as friends. And and he, at that point, said, well, I've got a fourth option for you, and that is that you'll pay me uh, 700 to to $1,000 a month until you get it sold. Um, and I said, well, I, I can't do... 700 to 1,000 a month, but what I can do is uh, 680 months. I had agreed to buy it from him for $68,000. And I said, uh, what I'll do is give you 100 payments of $680, which is the same as the 68000 that uh, uh, we were offering before, and he agreed to that. So we took that to uh, the title company and uh, created a note and mortgage for that amount, and uh, he, he agreed to that, and we got the house for 100 payments of $680. So let's see, 100 payments of $680 equals 68000 What's the interest rate you're paying on that? That would be a 0% interest rate. That's a pretty good interest rate. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, people say these things all the time. We teach them in classes, and then no one believes you can actually get a seller to sell you a house with zero interest. And yet here... 
miraculously you did it. All right, so now I understand there's a little more creativity that went on in the back end of this transaction uh, because it involved your self-directed IRA or your uh, Coverdale, Coverdale IRA. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, one of my major goals that I had on my list for the year was to fund part of uh, my son's college tuition because he's 14 right now, and I know that in five years I'm going to need a big chunk of cash to uh, pay for for college for him. So uh, what we did was put about two thousand dollars. That's that's the max that you could put in to a Coverdell IRA account, and from that I paid the closing costs and the first month's payment on the six hundred and eighty dollars. Um, and then uh, uh, after we did all that, I got. Uh, put it back out on Craigslist and got a buyer for the property at uh, $801 a month plus taxes and insurance, and I sold it at 110000 on a 30-year uh, land contract at 8.25%. Okay, so now you've got um, your, your IRA owns the house. Let's see if I can recap this. And you have it sold within two months with, uh, let's see, let's say you said about 2000 down? Yeah, I got I got the 2000 down from my buyer, and that okay. covered basically what we had put into the, the IRA initially. So, so now, you're, um, now you're pretty much break even. Uh, I guess you right. have a little close. Well, okay, that covered the closing cost stuff that you paid out of your IRA. And now you're getting 801 a month. And you're paying six eighty a month, so right. you've got a little bit of cash flow, right? And and that's also going directly into your Coverdale IRA, right? Right. I set it up with a servicing company that receives the payments from my buyer and then makes the payments to the seller, takes out the property taxes and pays that, takes out the insurance and pays that, and then the remainder goes into the uh, covered LIRA. And then your expectation is, well, the, you said the cash flow, you know, it's a little bit, so it was six days or seven, a little over a hundred a month. Uh, but you've got an eight year, see, hundred, hundred payments. That's about eight and a half years. It'll be paid off. And your plan is to sell the income stream. Correct. Um, after, after five, I need to sell the income stream in five years, because in five years there'll be three, uh, three years, four months left of payments to the seller, but there'll be 25 years left of payments from the buyer. And um, my thought is to to get a, a note buyer type of a person to buy the house subject to the land contract uh, that that understands that they're only going to have um, three years of uh, a small uh, income of $130 or so, but then they're going to have uh, 25 years of the $800 income. And I'm figuring I can sell that at a discount for around 70000 which is uh, the number that I was shooting for, for to fund his uh, college tuition. So... At that point, you'll have funded a deal through your IRA where you put in about 2000 recovered that almost immediately, uh, 
had a little bit of cash flow going into your IRA for five years and then sold it for for you're looking at around seventy thousand you figure. Right. So a seventy thousand dollar payoff in five years. That well, sounds like a great deal, Ron. Uh creative so you had a creative uh finding by having a virtual assistant, uh, good negotiation, uh, solving a problem for the seller. And yet, keeping the seller getting that cash flow he wanted of his six eighty a month, so somehow you're going to be able to keep him getting his six eighty a month, and put seventy thousand in your pocket in about five years. Sounds Correct. Like, sounds like a win for everybody involved. Yes, including your son, so. who's going to have a big chunk towards his college education. Correct. Now, where did you learn to do stuff like this? Um, well, I, I did sign up for uh, Lena's uh, coaching program uh, at the beginning of last year. Okay. And one of the things that she recommended was that I uh, look into the uh, Coverdell IRAs So, it, and uh, uh, listening to her uh, programs on creative finance and things like that. Um, it's just kind of putting everything together in one, one deal um, with the servicing company. It's, it should be something that I can kind of set it and forget it as long as my uh, buyer is, uh, continues to make the payments. It, it, uh, it, uh, it t- kind of takes care of itself. Now, what is it? What does the servicing company charge a month? I've never I think dealt it's with uh, four, $14 a month for the servicing company. It was $75 to set it up. But, uh, well, that's yeah, really they, interesting. They, they handle everything. Which also makes it more of a saleable type of a thing because right. it's it's more of a an income stream that can be sold that way. All right. Well, Ron, thank you so much for being on the show today. Congratulations on your great deal. Uh, happy holidays. Happy New Year. And uh, look forward to hearing about more good deals next year. All right. Thanks, Jim. Have You're welcome. One. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. We are time for another quick break. And then I've been saving the best for last. Uh, Michelle Clayton's here with me today, and she's going to tell us about her deal. So uh, welcome back in a few minutes uh, to Real Life Real Estate Investing. Hello, and welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. Jim Shapiro here filling in for the real estate goddess, Vina Jones-Cox, whose last I had was a Facebook picture of her on the beach yesterday. Uh yeah, we're having a little colder weather here. So I am now in the studio, and I'm uh, to have our first in-studio guest today. Uh, Michelle Clayton is here with me. Uh, Michelle is a uh, local investor, an uh, officer in the Real Estate Investor Association on our board of directors. And Michelle, how long have you been doing real estate investing? Um, well, I've been in and out of real estate in some shape or form for my entire life. Um, but as far as actively full-time where I'm actually taking action myself, I would consider more about two and a half years since the okay. last time I joined Cincinnati Rea and I've been active. Now, you actually are from an old-time Cincinnati real estate family, aren't you? Uh, yes. Your grandfather was a... My um, grandfather and his brother... Um, Long time ago, they started a large property management company. They owned property themselves and managed for other people, and um, held quite a lot of property. They were in the hundreds managed. or thousands of units range, right? A lot of downtown at, properties. At one point in time, yes. So, uh, so you grew up around 
all this stuff and around the phone calls and mm-hmm. the yeah, I service went to work many and, property showings, eviction court, a um, couple times to city hall, and random stuff as I got tagged along with my um, parents and grandfather. Yes. All right, that's kind of neat. Uh, I know at one point Veen and I went looking at a package of six multifamily properties that were, uh, as your family was kind of winding down some of their holdings. So mm-hmm. uh, years later I met Michelle and said, oh, that was your family. <laughs> uh, so let's hear a little bit about the deal that you got into. Um, well, this deal, I actually was looking for a property for myself. I um, recently divorced and was you know had to sell the house that we had in our marriage, and I was at that time living in Florence and wanted to move back into Cincinnati um, proper on the other side of the river, and um, but at the same time with the mar- with the divorce, my credit had taken a little hit, and as a relatively new investor as far as the banks are concerned um, I didn't want to really have to deal with all the paperwork of proving my income or what it was or wasn't and so my big goal was to find a family home that would be appropriate for my two young boys and myself and to find a way to have that without any banks involved so yeah, that was my goal, okay. and um, so I was considering um, trying to find properties with uh, through land purchasing them through a land contract or um, you know seller have mortgage, basically making payments to the previous owners, or um, I was also considering um, taking over um, subject houses subject to the existing payments, something like that to where I wouldn't have to use my own credit or have to deal with all the bank's paperwork to prove my income. Okay. I want to interject here. <laughs> the last two people we talked to, and uh, also Joe uh, and Christine, they all had a goal, and they worked to meet their goal. They didn't just say, I think I'll do real estate and see what happens. Michelle wanted to find a house to live in. Joe wanted to control another property on a street that he was turning around. Christine wanted her first rental property. And Ron wanted to fund his his son's college education. So the whole idea of setting goals, you know, one thing, if you don't set a goal, it's hard to achieve it. So I'm going to, a little pitch for goal setting and and the uh, the workshop in, in January about the importance of that, taking that step. And you know, beginning of the year is a great time to do it. All right, back to a, a regularly scheduled guest here. Uh, so you started looking, and mm-hmm. how did you find this property? Um, well, this exact property, I had been doing some marketing and for different homeowners and whatever, but this particular property, I actually already personally knew the owner of the property. Um, she had been in failing health for a while, and she had uh, la- early last year ended up going into a nursing home and um, at that time, the intention was that it was temporary with some rehabilitation and stuff like that. And since I knew her personally, um, her home at that time had, because of her failing health for a while, her home had been pretty much the poster child for the vacant, ugly property. Um, and since I knew this individual, I stepped up with my knowledge and went ahead and 
worked with her to get it rehabbed while she was in the nursing home so that it could be livable again in hopes that she would be able to return to the, her home. Okay. Um, unfortunately, the um, individual was not able to quickly recover and continued to live in that nursing home. And um, so then I started evaluating different possibilities with her, with my knowledge that I had been, of everything that I had been learning. Um, we looked about trying to rent it out for her. We looked at trying to sell it for her. Um, lots of different things. Unfortunately, um, with none, nothing really seems to work because her mortgage payments were too high for rent to cover, or um, you know she couldn't really sell it. Um, it just didn't work for her to be able to sell because of all the rules surrounding Medicaid and such that she found herself under. Um, and so there was no easy solution, and it turned out that she decided that it she didn't really have any options to sell and, or rent that made sense, and she was just going to let the bank take it back in the end. Um, then for myself, I talked with her about she knew that I was looking for a place to live and so I talked to her about if I would be able to rent the place from her at a low cost and in exchange for the low monthly rent I would go ahead and take care of the property so she wouldn't get any fines or whatever for the house falling apart or grass and stuff and then I would also work to continue to go through um, all her belongings, sell off stuff, um, donate stuff, or hold on to stuff if it's something she just wasn't ready to get let go of. Um, and so we basically, because I had that ongoing relationship with her and I had helped her previously, um, that's something that we were able to work out. And we did go ahead and sign a lease with the minimal rent to protect my own rights in the property. Um, so what's the minimal rent? Uh, $5 a month. $5 a month. Okay, so we've got a we got a single mom with two kids who's just found a way to pay $5 a month to live. Yes. Sounds like a pretty good deal there. Yes. Uh, and you've solved problems for the owner. Mm -hmm. uh, at some point, so what happened, what happened to the bank in all this? Well, the bank, they have begun their foreclosure process um, every now and then. Um, Another set of papers comes in the mail and uh, keep her informed of what's going on. But I have, you know, as me living there, I haven't had anybody come knock on the door or any papers. So this come isn't going to be yet. a permanent solution, but Correct. you've got uh, any chance you'll be able to pull together a short sale and actually pick up the house? Um, well, one of the things, one of the rules where she would get penalized is if she sold it for less than, uh, significantly less than the values of the houses around her house, then she would get penalized for the difference. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, so you found a deal, mm -hmm. uh, solved a problem for the owner, mm -hmm. created what you needed, which was a place to live that was nice in the Ohio. Uh, when people may not realize, when she said she was moving from Florence, she moved from Kentucky back to Cincinnati. Uh, and you solved problems for everybody. So there's a theme here. You know, sometimes people talk about, oh, these real estate investors, they're out there, you know, stealing houses and people ripping them off. Michelle solved a problem for a woman in a nursing home. Uh, Ron solved a problem for a guy who didn't really want to evict his son, but 
needed to keep the income stream from a property. Uh, Joe solved a problem for a neighborhood of a long-time vacant house on a street he was turning around. And Michelle, uh, I know we didn't talk about it, but I know that she bought the house from another investor who really needed the cash to do something different that she wanted to do. So in all these cases, our, our, our award winners solved problems for other people, made money for themselves, uh, solved, you know, achieved the goals they had set for themselves. Goals they had set. I love that, and uh, and and won awards for the good deals they'd put together. So, uh, congratulations, Michelle. Thank you for joining me here Thank today. Thank you. Uh, and as we wrap up, uh, come to the Cincinnati Rio website. Go look at our events coming up in January. Uh, look at our goal workshop on January second and January eighteenth, and have a happy, healthy Christmas and happy New Year. <laughs>